In this episode, I'm going to go over all kinds of draft slots that you could draft from, from redraft to dynasty, from drafting Jonathan Taylor in round one, and then what to do in round two if you draft JT in round one. What do you do if you go wide receiver in round one? Do you have to go running back in round two? I get this question all the time. Smitty, what do I do specifically in my draft at this exact pick that's going to happen two months from now and we have no idea who's off the board when I'm on the clock. Can you tell me who to take? But McCaffrey and redraft 1.1 guarantee. McCaffrey, that means you got the turn pick here at the 2-3 turn. Give me Harris all day long in redraft here at the 2.12. Harris, give me it all day long. All day. Then give me DK. Give me Ridley. Give me Justin Jefferson, who oftentimes falls to 3.01 in redraft. I'm telling you, JJ's in my top eight, top six to 10 in Dynasty, and you're telling me I can get him at 3.1 on the regular in redraft. It's like Christmas every single time I draft. Christian McCaffrey, Najee Harris, JJ, Lamb. I love Lamb. You're going to see Lamb in my fourth round all day long. All day long. This team, this is my favorite team I've mock draft on my show ever. We're going to go over all of that and more. The Fantasy Football Show begins now. This is the Fantasy Football Show with your host, Smitty. Top five running back. You're watching the Fantasy Football Show. Let me give you a a ton of different scenarios. Let's say we're drafting in this range in the first round. That's about 10 to 11, 12. I'm going to talk about all that in a second. We're going to the marker board, but let's kick this conversation off in general terms. How to dominate your draft. I get that most of you want a concrete answer. Smitty, what do I do at 12 and 13? Smitty, do I go running back? in round one. Smitty, do I take wide receivers at all in the top three rounds? Smitty, what do I do? Every single thing in your upcoming drafts in 2021 has to be around flow of draft. And there is no better way to draft than best player available. BPA. BPA. Best player available. You, me, we all have trouble following this instruction because people want to lay down and submit to the peer pressure of who you need to take when you're on the clock what position you should take when you're on the clock how many running backs you don't have yet on your roster when you're on the clock the key to every single draft is to ask yourself hey who is the best player available at the time i'm picking right here right now let me give you a a ton of different scenarios let's say we're drafting in this range in the first round that's about 10 to 11 12 smitty i gotta go running back right i have to go running back no you don't first off it depends on who's available is jonathan taylor available jt is derrick henry Still available. We're talking redraft in this moment. A guy I stay away from in in dynasty and in redraft. If you're talking about like five six overall, but at ten or eleven, there's more risk baked into that value. So you got to answer these questions for me before I give you some kind of blanket statement like you go running back, running back, Stephen. The details are everything. 
but don't let a single individual tell you that at this, let's say 11 pick overall, we'll say it's like right here at 11 and then you have the 14 pick. Don't let anybody tell you, you can't go wide receiver, wide receiver. Because you'll have no running backs. If you don't have running backs, you can't win, Smitty. Not true, because you could take a Ridley, and you can laugh at that all you want. Oh, 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 oh. if Julio got traded, Ridley would be a first round pick to all of you. You take Ridley, you take DK, you walk out with two wide receivers. You take Ridley and, and Diggs, you walk out with two wide receivers that can arguably be the number one overall wide receiver in fantasy football. We're talking redraft here. If we're talking dynasty, I'm going to jump back and forth because why on earth would you be here if I gave you just one kind of angle, like just redraft advice? I'm not an a-hole. Jefferson would be in my top six to ten. I don't care if it's early, Bob from accounting. I don't care if you think I'm too high on JJ. This guy is a top, I'll call him top five to ten overall player in Dynasty. I'm not afraid to take him at six to ten in a Dynasty startup one single bit. Watch me hold both my beers that I'm going to double fist later when JJ is the number one Dynasty wide receiver in your mind. So if we give ourselves Jefferson and Ridley, or let's say Jefferson and let's say Jefferson and DK, you come out of round one and two with Jefferson and DK as your wide receivers. You're gonna be in holy hell when it comes to your running backs. Granted, my running backs aren't supposed to look like your running backs because I've got Jefferson and DK. Anybody judging your running backs against their running backs when they went running back, running back? It's like talking to somebody that doubted Dalvin Cook coming out of his his injury-prone season, walking into top five running back upside at 20 overall. DK, Justin Jefferson, paired with a a Clyde Edwards-Alaire. And in this mode, we're talking dynasty. So in round one, we got Justin Jefferson. We've got DK Metcalf at the top of the second round. Maybe we throw in a little CEH in the third round and this is dynasty maybe we get a little herbert in round four and oh my god you didn't even take a running back in round four what a moron i'll survive even if i have to go carter a rookie i'll do it i'll take these two running backs in a battle in this in a dynasty format and if we circle back over to redraft and let's say you're picking at number five overall and jonathan taylor is sitting there we've got a glare computer studio off boy. jt at one here here maybe we take dk dk seems to be falling in everyone's mind we take dk we're even right here we're we're well balanced right here with jt and dk coming out uh, of of the second round. This is Dynasty. Maybe we take a little C.D. Lamb action in the third round. Maybe Devonta Smith falls because I see him go so late in Dynasty startups, it's not even funny. Devonta Smith in the fourth round feels too low to me. I find myself taking him way too early and I have no idea how far he'd fall because I'm snagging him too early. But give me these four players in a Dynasty startup any day of the week. And if I'm still landing my Herbert, which can happen, I love that. 
I love that team walking out of a dynasty startup. That excites me. That gets me going. And if it's redraft and you're drafting at the four or five and you get Lamb, you get DK, you're probably looking at Clyde Edwards-Alaire here. You're probably in a redraft looking at Lamb falling here and you still take Herbert in round five. Tell me this team does not excite you. Tell me you're not thrilled about walking out of your 2021 draft in redraft in this setting with that team. And if it's Dynasty, you move Lamb over there, you draft a Devonta Smith or somebody there, and you have yourself a monster roster walking into 2021 fantasy football. I get some of these names might not jibe with you. So if you don't like Clyde Edwards-Alaire, and we're talking redraft in this scenario, right? If you don't like Clyde Edwards-Alaire in the third round, insert a player you do like. Use the theory, not the players. We won't always agree on the players, so therefore, think about the theory. Don't just say, I'm gonna draft running back, running back, no matter what happens. Can it work? Yes, if it falls in the lines of best player available, you should be okay. But here's why I say best player available. If you draft the best player available, so you're on the clock right now, and the best player, let's erase these, and start over, you're on the clock right now. The best player available is Justin Jefferson in a dynasty. And you're like, I'm gonna take JJ in dynasty. Why are you taking him at, let's say 1.10? Because he has the most upside to be top one to five at his position. And I'm not gonna just roll with a Nick Chubb because I'm supposed to take a running back. I'm not gonna roll with a Derrick Henry because He's so good for one more year, if that even happens. And if you say, wait, 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 wait. I'm new to your content. Did you just say Derrick Henry is not Superman? To put into context how on the the line Derrick Henry is in everyone's mind, including yours, Stephen, Henry, let's spell that right. Henry is worth a 1.5 to 1.8 in most people's minds heading into 2021. You step into a dynasty chat and Henry is around 2.12 to 3.04. If you think that's funny, you're probably not doing a lot of dynasty mock drafting. I'm not making this up. This is factual information that you can go if you if you go out into the world and experience it, you will figure it out. What does that tell you? Why is there such a discrepancy between now and the future with Derrick Henry? Henry's on a line right now. We'll put a big H there for Henry where he's about to drop off and fall off the cliff. He had 303 carries in 2019. He had 400 plus carries in 2020. He had a 2000 yard season that most running backs never recover from. And I love him. And the thing about him and Gurley who I predicted his decline we saw the decline in the making. In Henry's defense, we have not seen him decline. He very well could have one more electric, elite, 16 or 17 game season 
where he runs for still 1,500 yards. He doesn't hit 2,000 again. That can't really happen, right? Henry staying on the field for 16, 17 games is going to be a tall order. It's just the way it is. No matter how good he looks in practice with chains around his neck, doing push-ups on rubber bands, I know it's exciting. I know you want to think that means his knees are not going to break down. They eventually lose a step. It happens very quick. It happened with Todd Gurley. Like that, it's going to happen eventually with Derrick Henry, especially a bigger running back like that. It's going to come in quick. It's going to be like, boom, like Eddie George. Boom. One day they're dominant. The other day they look like they're running in mud. And again, it could be in 2022. I could be wrong. I just don't want to be holding the bag when the decline happens. Why am I even talking about this? Back on track, I'm taking JJ at at 1.10 in a dynasty startup any day of the week. 1.9, 1.8, I'm not afraid to take him there. If we are trying to envision a scenario where we do like going running back, running back, what would I have to see in round two to make me go running back? Maybe a Gibson. I like Gibson in round two. Maybe Lamb falls to round three and I get CeeDee Lamb. I'm loving that start. I'm, I'm okay with that beginning of a team. Maybe Mike Evans is a good pick here or in the fifth round. I'm not even sure if that feels right in Dynasty, but I'm liking that team. You walk out with J.J. Gibson, Lamb, and Evans. I'm okay with that. Gibson is one of the very few running backs I actually love in the second round. The problem becomes I like a plethora of wide receivers in round two. I only like a select few uh, running backs in round two. Harris in Dynasty may not even fall to round two at all even to the top he'll probably go in round one so in dynasty he won't be there in redraft i absolutely love harris in round two at the end of round two so if we're talking about a redraft league again let's get back to redraft and let's say we were going to go with jj justin jefferson at 1.10 in a redraft oh you're crazy i don't care I love him. Let's talk 1.1 from a redraft perspective. Let's say you take CMC. He's the only pick for me in redraft. 1.1 without hesitation, without equivocation. I like other players. I'm not saying I don't like other players, but Christian McCaffrey is my locked and loaded 1.1. Lingering little tiny injuries took him out like Kamara got taken out in 2019. People doubting Kamara coming off a a little tiny injury riddled year in 2019 were very disappointed in themselves their mother was disappointed in them when they walked into 2020 doubting Kamara and he did what he did in 2020 you should be ashamed of yourself Steven I'm not making that mistake in redraft when it comes to McCaffrey you want to have a conversation in dynasty we can he's still probably the 1.1 but McCaffrey in redraft 1.1 guarantee McCaffrey that means you got the turn pick here at the 2-3 turn. Give me Harris all day long in redraft here at the 2.12. Harris, give me it all day long, all day. Then give me DK, give me Ridley, give me Justin Jefferson, who oftentimes falls to 3.01 in redraft. I'm telling you, JJ's in my top eight, top six to 10 in Dynasty and you're telling me I can get him at 3.1 on the regular in redraft. It's like Christmas every single time I draft. Christian McCaffrey, Najee Harris, JJ, Lamb. I love Lamb. You're gonna see Lamb in my fourth round all day long. All day long. This team, this is my favorite team I've mock draft on my show ever. Let me rewrite it right here again for you 
guys in the back. Harris, CMC, Justin Jefferson, Lamb. Did I force running back, running back? No, it fell in my freaking lap. But it's because I was at 1.1. When you draft at 1.1, it's a very different story. The landscape changes for you. You've got all kinds of options. And I can get Christian McCaffrey and Harris back-to-back picks for me and still get Justin Jefferson, A.J. Brown, Ridley, D.K. Metcalf. One of those guys is going to fall to 3.1. At least one of them. I might have my pick between two. Maybe three. Lamb probably falling to round four more times than not. And guess who's sitting in round five again? Herbert! Herbs. Herbs is always sitting there waiting for me in round five. I don't know what it is about Herbie, but he's always available for me and there for me in round five. I love you, Herbert. This team is fire. This is the best team you can assemble in redraft from the 1.1 CMC. Najee. JJ. Liggity Lamb and Higgity Higgity <laughs> Herbert. I'm too excited to even mock draft further. Give me some Bobby Boy Tunyon in like the 90s because people keep forgetting about him and his 11 TDs and fourth overall scoring tight end numbers he dropped in 2021. Amazing team. Amazing team. And in Dynasty, if you screw up at the 1.1, you're not watching my channel. Let's say this is Dynasty and we're going to keep. Uh, Christian McCaffrey there. We're getting a little messy here on the board. I apologize for that. Maybe we can redraw these lines for a second. Okay. Christian McCaffrey, 1.1. Dynasty, he's my 1.1 across the board. I think we start having a conversation about when the decline could be coming out of this year, but for right now, 1.1. So what am I doing right here in a Dynasty League? Harris won't be there. JJ won't be there. I may trade up for JJ, though. I'll tell you that. Antonio Gibson could be there. Ridley could be there. Lamb will probably need to be taken here if we want to go Lamb. I don't think Lamb falls to the fourth round in any dynasty startup. We'll write in Devonta Smith because he does fall. For whatever dumb reason, he falls to the fourth and fifth and sixth round on so many occasions in dynasty startups. It's not even funny. So Devonta Smith, I'm writing you in. I don't know if I could write him in the fifth round. If you guys think he's more of a fifth rounder, I'm, I'm happy amending this video or writing in the comments, take a lap for me. Where's my take a lap? Take a lap. I would, take a lap. I would love take to a take a lap if this is too early. So tell me in the comments if, if he's falling later for you. Take a it would be music to my ears. So who's the, who's the, the 2.12 in a dynasty startup? Could you get Chase here? Would it not be fire to walk out of your dynasty startup with CMC, Chase, Lamb, Devonta Smith? Where are you running back, Smitty? So, Devonta Smith there. Who's going here? Who are we taking a five? Who's our running back? Two. Could it be Carter? Could you get Sermon in one of these picks? I'll, I'll write him here. I don't know that you get him this late. You might have to take Trey Sermon uh, right here, and I'm fine with that. But Carter, I think, would be a steal in round five. I see Carter fall there all the time. Carter's the only starter in New York, the only guy likely to get all the carries. Anything can happen, but this man will build rapport with his quarterback, Zach Wilson. Together, they will rise up and build this unbelievable rapport together. McCaffrey, Carter with Chase Lamb and D. Smith. I'll take it all day long. Maybe we throw a little Burrow in here. And if we can't get Burrow or our quarterback late enough, 
Well, then you know what? I'll, I'll happily take an A-Rod down the way. Back to the point of this video. How do you dominate your draft? How do you dominate your draft? As you can see, I'm not worried about what position I'm drafting at all. I'm taking the best player available at every pick, whether I'm drafting here, whether I'm drafting here, whether I'm drafting here. Every time I'm on the clock, I say to myself, one, two, three, four, five. If this is my pick and I'm on the clock right here in round three, I'm asking myself what players left on the board can jump an entire round or two in value. I'm not looking to take Miles Sanders right at 3.1 in a dynasty startup in hopes that he jumps into the bottom like couple spots above maybe 2.12 is what I can expect from Miles Sanders now sharing carries or potentially PPR work with Gainwell, one of the best receiving backs in the draft. No, I'm asking myself, is Lamb there? Hello, is Lamb there? Lamb could jump into the first round. Is Clyde still there? Clyde could jump into top 12 to 14 overall value, a top six to 10 running back. Every pick you make, you ask yourself, can this player explode from their draft value? Can they go from 28 overall to number 12? Can they go from 14? Yes, a breakout or a sleeper, an overperformer can be found anywhere in the second round. Number 12 overall could be the number one overall player. Number 15 could be the number five overall player. There are sleepers and undervalued players hiding everywhere. And if you say, Smitty, you can't call a second rounder a sleeper, I certainly can. And I will. And I am. Because I have a site called sleeperu.com, like a university. And that's where we teach you things like this. And if you don't like our curriculum, you can go to another university or college because this is the kind of knowledge you get from the Smitty College. It's best player available bpa bpa that is the ticket that's how you dominate you don't walk in with set plans of attack you take the best player available you're on the clock and eckler's there alan robinson's there swift is on the board and lamb is on the board you ask yourself which one of these players i'm going to give you the answer which one of these players can outshine everybody else around their draft position. This guy is gonna struggle to get even close to his ADP, where all of you continue to draft him in the third round when he loses his quarterback. Galladay's gone. They're not gonna move the chains. They won't get in the red zone near as much. And Hawkinson, the one lone bright spot, has gotta build a new rapport with a new quarterback, won't be able to stretch the field as much. This is not it. And Swift is going above Lamb, nine times out of ten and A-Rob I know you guys are excited about fields A-Rob's never had a good quarterback he's so disrespected but this guy's not going to finish in the top five in my opinion this guy can and while I like Eckler I think he's totally undervalued he could be a top six to ten running back there is injury concern he's not likely to outperform the slate of running backs that are ahead of him he's probably going to be six to twelve if he's lucky and stays healthy this guy right here could be the number one overall wide receiver in 2021. You don't count on that. You don't draft for that. But this guy right here has everything you need to outperform the draft investment cost of entry. This man right here.
if you go through this process at every pick and you find out in your mind at each pick what player can explode from their ADP, you will have a lineup that dominates. And you might ask Smitty, if you go best player available, I don't want to have a weak running back too. A fantasy football Karen, a fantasy football owner who takes a risk and then immediately regrets the risk. They proceed to trade their entire team away, destroying it as they try to attempt to get out of the situation. Let's toss in Herbie. We've been using Herbs all day. We're not gonna let. We're not gonna leave him out now. Let's say you got Taylor. You got a good running back one. Let's say you went Jefferson. Let's say you got Ridley, and you got Lamb, and you have this vacancy here because of your best player available. You went B P A, and now you're scared, and you're like, "What do I do?" A fantasy football Karen. Everyone's going to make fun of me. Maybe people already are. People make fun of the the dumbest things in fantasy football leagues. Oh, yeah, you're not going to do well with those running backs. Hey, Billy is starting uh, nobody at his running back, too. Hey, Billy, who are you starting at running back, too? All these things get in your head. Don't worry about it. There's a reason why you are lacking at your running back, too. It's because you're absolutely stacked more than anybody in your league at wide receiver. You're not supposed to have an equivalent running back, too, as the next guy. Or you wouldn't be double stacking the triple stack over on the right column. Not to mention you still have a running back one that can rival anybody's. And you have Herbie. Let them laugh. Fill the spot with Carter. Look at it like a challenge. Try and get the next J-Rob of 2021 because if you land the 2021 version of James Robinson, you not only win your league, you destroy your league. And because you only got the $1.99 Apple iTunes backup plan, you don't even have the screenshots made available anymore to go back and look this stuff up and, and, and call out who is laughing at you. Take screenshots. Take screenshots. Make sure you got them in a folder on your phone so you can spit them back out once your team blows up. You got guys like Madison on your roster. You got Pollard hiding on your roster. You've got Sermon waiting in the wings. Sermon. Sermon waiting in the wings. Sermon, Pollard, Madison, one of those guys is going to get some starts in 2021 and make people look silly because you put your one, two, three, four, five positions on steroids. The big guy at the gym that has monster lats, monster biceps, huge pecs is gonna have small calves. But you know what? He can work on his calves all year long and eventually this man's gonna have the calves that everybody else has at his running back too and you dominate the whole gym, you win your league. I hope that helped you learn how to dominate your your draft selection at every single pick you make, how to reset your thinking and ask yourself who can outperform their draft value at every single pick. Because if you do that, you will be so far ahead of the game at every other position if you land your void that you create using best player available, which doesn't always create a void because it can lead you into a balanced approach as well. But if you do end up finding yourself on a path that doesn't have you with a balanced approach and you got some kind of void in your lineup, our goal will be to find you the next J-Rob. Our goal will be having you draft Madison, Pollard, Sermon, guys like that that can break out and become a, a savior 
of your team. Because if you get your hands on a high-end running back two or running back one in your running back two draft slot in a, in a situation like I painted, championship. Now go get it. Subscribe if you're new. Get on over to smitty1.com if you want more of my content on all platforms. I've got an audio podcast. People are like, Smitty, do you got a podcast? What do you think? Like, do you not search The Fantasy Football Show on Spotify or Apple Podcasts? If you're lazy, all the links are at smitty1.com. And order my text message on demand service at heysmitty.com so I can help you. I helped a guy draft today. I helped two people draft yesterday. I'm helping hundreds of people each week, and I can be texting you if you get on over to heysmitty.com. I'll see you Tuesday and Thursday. I'm live every Tuesday and Thursday on my channel here. This is the Fantasy Football Show with your host, Smitty. You're watching the Fantasy Football Show. I'm Smitty!